Hello, everybody. It's your friendly neighborhood paladin pal. And I'm here to tell you guys everything about the adventure so far. So, my man, the prince, was about to marry this really sweet girl. But then, some people came and they stole her away. Like, what jerks, right? So, me and a bunch of really cool people, we're going off to try to find the princess. We ran into some really crazy smoke and fire demons that were really rude to me in particular. We took them out, and then as we wandered through, trying to find their path, we came across some really cool dudes. This uh, satyr named Flagon and a bunch of his little fairy friends gave us a place to sleep for the night, and now they're taking us on an adventure to find the camp where he thinks the abductors went. So, please join us on our adventure as we take these guys down, bring back our friend's, our friend's girl, and make everything right in the kingdom again. Thank you for joining us on Into the Elements, and uh, let's do this, bro. Well, thank you, pal, for starting us off there. I am Edison Myers. I will be the Dungeon Master again this evening. And I guess I don't have to do the recap anymore, so it'll be fun and exciting new way to do this adventure. And sounds like it's time that we venture into the elements. Okay, so welcome back everybody. And I hope you had a good week. And now that I said that, we don't have to worry about this world anymore and we can get back into mine. As Pal just left off, and as all of you left off, you are standing just out of sight of this camp that you see in front of you. There are... I think I said three tents last time, but there are actually five. There were a couple that were obscured by the forest. There appear to be about four men in robes sitting around a fire. What would all of you like to do? Are they just plain robes or are there like any emblems or anything on them? Uh, give me a perception check. Okay. Ah, I see nothing. Um, that's a 12. 12. Um, I have a passive of 17, though. <laughs> um, basically, what you can make out from where you are right now, they appear to be... It looks like there's markings on them, but you can't quite make out the markings. What you can make out from the robes is that they are a dark green color with black trim on them. Um, some of them have hoods up, some don't. Um, Is it like a fancy trim or like just like a plain black trim? Uh, the trim looks like it has some kind of like markings or something on it, but you can't quite make it out. Cool. Um, so is gonna say, so do we just like Wander in there and bust some skulls? What are we doing, guys? We may need it to might... assess the situation first. Yeah. Kel just I glares that. <laughs> He's like, cool, uh, cool. Is there any tent larger than the others holding a prisoner or anything? Uh, give me a perception check. So we're like in the tree. Uh, right now. Yes. 
a nine. Nine. Um, it's kind of hard to tell which one's biggest. The there is one that is so the way they're set up. There is a fire. There are some tents off to the side. Um, there is one tent kind of in, in front of them, closer to you, and then one that's kind of back behind them, and they kind of seem closest to that one. Okay. It, does it feel like they're guarding it, or does it, they're just kind of standing around? They're kind of sitting around the fire, um, but they seem to have set up the fire closest to that tent. So it's up to you if you think that's why, or... Okay. Um, I'm gonna kind of look around at the group. Like, I could do a reconnaissance, so just kind of go around the edges of the camp and see if there's anything else I can glean without having them notice us immediately. Smart, smart, smart. It sounds like a good idea to me. I look specifically at Pal and just go, just try not to move too much. Like looking at the pots and pans still hanging <laughs> off of you. <laughs> Don't worry. I am an expert in stealth. I'm like a ninja. I'm like the wind. Yes. The wind during a hurricane. <laughs> right. I would grant them guidance. What does that do? Does is that? Uh, it gives you an extra D4 on any uh, ability check of your choice. Cool. Okay, so I'm gonna kind of sneak off and stealth around and like check out the tents and see if I can see anything else just kind of going around the perimeter of the camp. Okay, uh, give me a stealth check. Um. And I use that guidance. <laughs> uh, 17. <laughs> 17? Yep. Okay. Something real quick. Nothing seems to notice you. able to glean any extra information as you walk around so that was your stealth check so now give me a perception check okay um that d20 is getting banished <laughs> <laughs> that one's even worse oh, no. <laughs> welcome to my world <laughs> that's gonna be a 10 or a 17 passive <laughs> okay so what you kind of notice walking around, you hear in some of the tents on the outside, and actually, one second, I am gonna show you my little map I have set up here. Ooh, fancy map. So in that back corner, I think from this, you can only see two of them, but there's three right there. And then they're sitting around the campfire there, and there's the two tents. You kind of see what I'm talking about there? Yeah. Um, so passing the three tents, 
Um, you hear snoring coming from one of them, which makes you assume that there might be, you know, one or two more cultists that aren't sitting there. And when you're going past um, that far one that I kind of like pointed out before, it's kind of sitting behind them. You hear like muffled talking. You hear something like, have to eat. Um, but that's pretty much all you got. Um, the guys around the fire just kind of like sitting and um, talking. Nothing really catches your ear, ear there. They're just kind of like complaining about having to sit out in the woods and this kind of stuff. So when I get back to the group, I relay this information. Um, seems that there are several others in the tents, some who may be sleeping, some who are having conversation. Not sure if running right in is gonna be our best bet, depending on how many more of them there are. How tall is like the grass in the area? Um, like where you are or where the, the area that they are? Where they are. Um, it's pretty flattened out. Um, they've kind of set up a camp here. It looks like this camp's been set up for a while. Um, and it's just on the outskirt of the forest, so it seems a little easier to be able to like trample down um, the vegetation here and keep it down. All right, Brains, what's the plan? I could send Squall to try to peek under some of the tents mm. since he's a little bit smaller. Maybe a good idea. Let, let's do it, little dude. He's going to go try to pet Squall. <laughs> if, uh, if it were possible, maybe we could get some numbers of how many there are and maybe try to lure us a few out at a time. Yeah. Yep. What what does Squall eat, Sarah? Uh, bugs and meat <laughs> and fruit. He's an omnivore. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a little piece of jerky and say, "Good boy, you got this, bro." <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, Squall. Okay, give me a stealth check for Squall. Little, oh, jeez. Um. <laughs> I don't have pseudo dragon stats up. <laughs> Way to come prepared, Sarah. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about it. <laughs> uh, Even though that was your go-to. <laughs> God damn it. Hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sarah. Ruining everything, Sarah. Uh, 13. No. 15. 15? Okay, so he's sneaking around. Um, where did you want him to go? I wanted him to go to the closest tent and kind of try to poke his nose like underneath, the, like the back of the tent. 
Okay, so the closest tent to you is that one that's right next to them by the fire, the one opposite of the one um, that I've been kind of explaining. Okay. I, I kind of want him to go tent to tent if he's able to, but just like crawling really close to the ground. Okay. Um, so you wanted to start with that one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so he crawls over. Seems to be fine. Nobody seems to notice him. Um, he's kind of able to like push his tiny little snout through and like kind of stick his head up. Um, and what you see in there, because you're looking through his eyes, correct? Yes. Um, in there looks to mainly be like crates, and there is a large chest in there. Um, but there doesn't seem to be any people in there. There's no people in there. He's gonna go further in. Okay. See if he can find out what's what are, are like maybe what's in the chest. If he can open a chest or a crate, if they're not like nailed shut. The, the chest looks to be uh, locked. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the crates. Some of them are nailed shut. Uh, one of them seems to be open and has food in it. Uninteresting. Next tent. Um, one thing you do notice on um, like the chest and some of the boxes, there's a crest on them. Um, it looks to be a crest of a island that has um, waves splashing up on it um, with like a lighthouse on top of that, on top of the, like, the rock surface. And you would actually know this crest um, because you were recently having it cr- created um, at the castle for some of the decorations because it's the crest of um, the name of Tidespire. Tidespire, yes. Way to remember your own story, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's I on most of I have to remember all the things. Huh? That's on all of the boxes you said? On some of them. On some of them. Are there different crests on other boxes or are the other ones unmarked? The other ones are unmarked, you figure, and they're kind of like lowered down. Some of them um, seem like they might have like rotting or older food in it. So it might have been like their supplies from before. Okay. But it looks like they probably, you would gather, they probably looted most of this stuff from when they took down the caravan. Makes sense. Um. I'll get Squall out of that tin and send him to the next one. Okay. Um, so he'll have to kind of... So he can either go around them and go to that back tent, or he can go across a ways and go into the, the three that are kind of off from the rest of them. Which one has the snoring person? He should go to the snoring one. That's the three tents. Okay. Then then he'll try to get to the three tents. Okay. Um, so he starts like kind of crawling over there. 
Um, right before he gets to the tent, um, you hear one of them go, huh? And kind of like look over a little bit. And um, he's like, what? What was that? And one of them, one of the other guys just looks at him and goes, there are so many different squirrels and small creatures in here. We <laughs> investigated all of those. That's all we do. Quick, quick, move, move, go, go, go. <laughs> he goes. Um, he goes into the farthest tent away um, from all of them, especially after that, um, and just sees like a basic bag and like a cot. Um, I'm sure there'd be two cots in here, um, but there's nobody currently in here. Um, and since you're gonna just continue on, um, he goes in the middle one um, there is also two cots in this one. Um, but it has one person on one of the beds, just sound asleep, snoring, and then tucking into the last one. Um, there is just one bed, it's a bit larger, and there's like a small like chest in there. Um, and there is a mirror um, resting on top of it. Is it like a fancy mirror? It's kind of—it's like a hand mirror, but it has—it looks to be um, the frame is made of like silver, and it has what looks to be vines like made in silver wrapped around with like thorns on it there's no one else in here either correct and there's one more tent that's like all the way back around the other side yes right i want to send him out of this tent and like away and then fly up and back around so he can avoid detection Okay, um, to get to that tent or back to you? Okay. That to the last tent. Okay. Um, he does, he flies around. Um, nobody seems to notice him. Um, give me another stealth check coming into this one. <laughs> um, five. No, no, I've. <laughs> um so he kind of like peeks in and like looks around and he sees a female figure in um very nice clothing that looks pretty dirty at this point um, she seems to be wearing like a corset um, and her arms are bound by ropes and she's sitting there and she has like a long braid with um, different like decorations like flowers and things like put into it and she's and there is a figure standing there and there's food sitting in front of her and he's just like looking down at her and she sees Squall first and she kind of like 
right when his head starts turning and looking in the direction, she kind of like kicks out um, and kicks the the food dish in front of her and like kicks it towards the guy and he looked back at her and she goes, I don't want your filthy gruel and kind of like glances back to, to squall like leave. I'm gonna snap him back out, out of there. Back to the group. Um, there's one person sleeping in one of the tents and I think the princess is in that one with another guy. So is, is, is this the tent farthest from us? Uh, yes. So it is, if you look on the map, I'm going to point at it. It's right here. Can you, s- it's right here. Okay. And you guys are like right here, like back in this area. Edison, maybe kind of off, describe off the screen a little, little bit. Of scene. So there is a fairly large clearing. There are three tents. Um, a lot of trees kind of all over the place, uh, but this is mostly in a clearing. There is like a rather large log and then a smaller log that are set kind of around the fire. Um, four figures sit at the fire. Um, there is also a pot um, sitting above the fire, um, kind of boiling with um, smoke or steam uh, kind of drifting up from it. Um, everybody's just kind of chatting. They don't seem to have noticed anybody. Um, okay. The group is coming from kind of the southern direction from them um, and is currently hiding behind some trees, figuring out their plan. Can, can I smell what the rock is cooking? Uh, not what the rock is cooking, but what <laughs> they're cooking. Um, you know, give me a perception check with advantage for food. <laughs> uh, let's see. Be helpful if I got my dice out, huh? Yeah, it would. <laughs> um, well, my perception is not very good, so a... Uh, 13. 13? Yeah. Um, you're not quite sure, but whatever it is smells overcooked. And it's starting to get kind of awful smelling. These guys suck. Let's take them out right now. If you're to run in there, pal, let me know. little bit of a plan when it comes to that. Maybe if we kind of spread out, we can just rush them from all sides. One or perhaps two of us should maybe go toward the princess and the person holding her captive to attack there. That actually sounds good. I feel like Pal and I could probably draw a decent amount of attention. Agreed, bro. Would anybody else like to come out and eat us and such? Well, I could certainly hit them from afar, or at least attempt to, and draw them our direction. I feel like it may be most beneficial, though, to send you to get the princess. Agreed. You're all sneaky and stuff. True. 
what pal said uh, <laughs> how about how about me and uh turtle lady and grumpy dude go and distract the attention and you and dragon lady can go get the girl seems like a plan is, is that me yes i think you are a dragon lady <laughs> well, which of you are most likely to get hit at this point between the portal lady and cooking guy that's supposed to be a guard <laughs> i mean i i'm the one that's going to draw the most attention for sure um very big and very loud okay so tell me how you want to so, spread out and i'll start placing you guys Cooley and i are going to uh, go towards like to the uh so the tent with the princess and is that that's the one kind of on the yeah. far side of where we are so we're gonna head that way and probably try to sneak in through the back ish like where you'd sent squall mm-hmm. and we'd probably wait until we hear um them start causing a commotion so quietly though i would Start casting Shield of Faith on Pal. Nice. And that would give you an extra plus two to your armor class. Thank you, sir. Much appreciated. And then you other three, do you want to stay clumped in that area? Or do you guys want to spread out a little bit? Oh, well, we're going to have to create some noise, so we should draw closer, maybe spread out so that the but noise comes from different places. That was I my can add a, a possibly... fourth voice. Sorry, what was that? I can add a fourth voice with Squall. True. Ah. Very cool. Have him Squall. I could speak through him. True, but you should also be focusing on what we're doing. My yeah. thinking too on this if you think this is a bad idea, let me know. But um, maybe uh, our our turtle friend here, uh, Sonora, you should try to make your way around from the outside of the group that we may draw to us. And Pal, you'll be in front of me. I'll be there to try to block you. And Sonora, you may be able to catch them off guard. Okay, I will do my best sort of trying to like flank them almost correct yeah we'll try to go for uh flanking i don't i'm not sure if we're going with the flanking rule or not but uh regardless that may close it in our gap a little bit and give us our best chances so what i'm hearing is i walk in there and cause some mayhem you're with me and the the uh sonora is going to uh try to snipe him from behind the other two are going to go get the girl Yes. Yes, that is the plan. As much as I regret the idea, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys are just going from where you guys are, you two, and then which way did you want Sonora? This is Sonora. Probably probably almost between the tents, right? Like these tents? It may be worth two. On the, like, between, like, coming up between where the tent is behind them and the three tents. You know what I mean? Like in that little passageway there? Like right here? 
Yeah, that might work. Or, or like right. Or here. I can't, I can't point. But where you were. Okay. Wait. There you go. Now move it a little bit more toward you. This way. Like the other way. <laughs> Clock, <laughs> clockwise. No, so Back the towards the trees a little bit. Opposite. So oh, a couple, okay. couple kinks to work out here. <laughs> yep. Between between those two tints is what I'm hearing. Like the, the tint that, that has all the crates and the first of the three tints. Like if you draw a straight line between those two like where right everyone here? was standing in the first place. I think so. I, yes. That's kind of like right next to them though. Well, I'm gonna try to snipe them, right? <laughs> so waiting for them to go towards the noise, then you would come out into that area. Okay, so I'll, all right, I'll hide there where Edison has me. Yeah, there you go. So originally you would slink off with them while they're going to get the princess and you would break off from them behind the tents there is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, that makes okay, sense. Okay, so I'm going to have Tui, Arkiko, and Sonora give me stealth checks. Sneak around. Roll a different dice. Oh, Fudge. <laughs> sounds like it, it sounds like it went well. Sixteen <laughs> for me. Uh, well, I rolled a one, so now I have a four. Okay, and then Sarah, what was yours? Five. Five. Yeah. Okay. Um. And Sarah, where did you want uh, your little buddy squall? Um, gosh, if he's gonna do some screaming, then probably the opposite of where we are. So, so like over here. Yeah. Okay. So I have a little like bunny unicorn dude. Beautiful for him for now. Um. Okay. Um. So, you guys start walking along. Um, I'm, I'm watching to see if anybody around the camp like starts to notice their movement, because they're gonna perfect. start going to to try and investigate them. I'm just gonna distract them and run out. Okay. So as the three of you are kind of going along the side in a group, um, Sonora stepping on some seeming to step over a shrubbery um <laughs> steps into a hole um of some small animal no, and no. kind of trips oh um, be careful <laughs> which Thule kind of grabs and tries to like support um kind of pulling them out of stealth a little bit, the four people sitting around the fire fire turn to look in that direction. Um, um as Mel, you said that, you wanted to do something. Oh, huh? What, as up, that up? happens and they're like tripping, I am basically going to like dive roll out of the way and try to continue stealthing, essentially just leaving them. <laughs> There. And letting them be a distraction for me to go keep making my way towards the tent. Okay. Um, so I'm going to reposition some things here then. 
Um, so you guys would have kind of tripped over here. Um, and then our Kiko would have jumped back um, kind of in that same spot behind the tent there. I don't know if you, you can see that. Yeah. Okay. Which tent? The far tent where the princess seems to be um, held. Okay. Uh, yes, as soon as I see them starting to uh, make some, some noise and, and uh, have the other dudes follow, I, I'm going to jump out and be like, hey guys, you guys look like you're overcooking that. You suck at cooking. And I'm going to start running towards them. I, I should say, I'm going to start ranting towards them because I'm running past tents. Uh-huh. I'm uh, following uh-huh. tail. Uh-huh. You're following? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to stay close, but not like within 10 feet of him is what I'm trying to do. Okay. Um, since you insulted their cooking, I'm going to need all of you to roll initiative. <laughs> what a bunch of nerds. Hey guys, this is Jeremy, and I just want to say thank you so much for supporting us here at the Nerdy Niche. And uh, we will be right back with more of this awesome show right after this word from our sponsor. Busted out my white dice I was doing well with the other night when we were playing the one shot, and oh. I got a natural one. <laughs> Adam, I think you rubbed off on me. I have yet to roll above a 10. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think I think being in Salt Lake, I'm, I'm far enough away from him because I got a uh, 17. <laughs> I got that one with the negative one. Yeah, I have minus one initiative as well, so it's a 16, actually. Um, I got 23. Nice. Okay, so yeah, 25 to 20, it sounds like Sonora is going to be first. Um, 19 to 15? 15. 16. Yep. Yep. Um... Kel, what did you get? 14. 14. Okie doke. So, Sonora, you are up first. Um, I'm going to rush at the guy that's closest to me and try to snap him. Okay. With my bite. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, do you, like, kind of pull up your mask <laughs> a little bit as you run? Yep. <laughs> He's currently a little bit distracted by um, uh, my pal coming in, so I'll let you roll an advantage on your attack. Nice. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, it's a, it, with advantage, that is a 12 to hit. <laughs> okay. Um... Boy, if the dice gods could just let us have some wins, that would be... <laughs> right? <laughs> well... Um, since you just said that, uh, 12 is exactly what you needed to hit. Oh, nice. Nice. All right. So the damage is going to be 1d4 plus 3. Okay. Ooh. So 6. 6 points to damage. Piercing. 
Okay. Um, okay. So you come out of the woods, this crazy looking figure comes running out, pulls up this mask and bites him. And he's just like, ah, demons. <laughs> you got that right, bro. We're your worst nightmare. Um, anything else for you, Sonora? Um, how how hurt does he look after I bit him? Very hurt, actually. Okay. <laughs> then I won't waste a, the key point. <laughs> yeah, but you do. You should have a bonus action um, unarmed strike too. Oh, even if I bite. Yeah, that's your attack. Okay. okay. Then I will. I'll hit him while he's down. Yeah, I'll let I'll let your your bite be considered an unarmed or a monk weapon for you. That is nice. fine by me. <laughs> All right, then go. I'm gonna just hit him again. Okay. All right, so that's... imagine you, like biting him and then like kicking him at the same time. <laughs> yeah, but I just rolled an eleven, so that's not gonna hit him. Oh, so no, no. Twelve to hit. He manages to pull away in fear of this creature that stabbed him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, is that it for you, Sonora? Yep. Okay. Perfect. Um, Pal, you're up. All right. Um, so how far is the closest one to me? Um, closest one to you is... Uh, 30. Cool. 30 feet. Cool. I am going to uh, pull out my axe. I will cast... Uh, I'm going to cast Divine Favor on my axe. I'm just going to say, great, 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 great grandpa, Paylor, power my axe so that I can chop this dude's head off. And then I'm going to rush in and take a swing with my axe. Okay, make an attack. That would be a 23. Definitely hits. And that is a D8. Um, you quickly also notice that this one seems to be a little more well adorned than the rest of them. Okay. So that will be for seven slashing and four radiant. Seven slashing, four radiant. Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I forgot to add my bonus. So uh, 11 slashing, four radiant. Oh. Wow, pretty good. Um, it was almost max dice. Okay, you hit him pretty hard. Okay, but he's still standing. Looking fairly hurt. Okay, I believe that is my turn. Okay. Tuli, uh, you're up. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm gonna continue towards the tent I was supposed to be going towards. <laughs> um, but kind of on my way, is there a 
looking at the group of people around the fireplace, mm -hmm. an area that's like a 10 foot radius circle that wouldn't hit like anyone I don't want to hit, but would hit several of the dudes. Um, 10 foot radius circle. Actually, that's something I can use to help me with that. Uh, you got your template. Yeah. Look at you having all the D&D tools, being all fancy. With this many nerds in the house, we have to have them. <laughs> hey, 10 foot radius. Um, so this is 10 foot radius here. So actually, looks like if you just a little bit off center from the fire itself. Um, you could hit all of them and not hit any of your friends. Perfect. All four of those guys. I'm going to shatter that fire pit. Nice. Okay. Do it. Do it. That's a con saving throw for each of them. Okay. I'll add the cooking pots. <laughs> uh, con saving throw for all of them? The cooking pot makes it with disadvantage. <laughs> enough um what is your save it was a con save and then yes. what is your 13 13 okie doke um Have to check one more thing that's happening there. Okay. Off in the distance, Squall starts screaming, just screeching. This is going to sound kind of funny to you. Um, it looks like three of them save and five of them fell. Uh, okay. Um, so roll damage. 11. Are there goblins in a trench coat? <laughs> <laughs> it was 11 what type of damage? Thunder damage. Thunder. Thunder. Th -th -th Thunder. My, my son loves that song and I've heard it so much I hate it. <laughs> I hate the band. Oh yeah. But they're from Utah. You're supposed to love them. I'm not from Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. So it was 11 damage. Yes. Um, so two of those cultists, they're just die outright. <laughs> nice. Oof. 
Um, is it half damage if they saved? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, so, um, you kill two of them, hurt two of them, and then out of the fire, um, three familiar looking things pop out. Oh, shit. I mean... Uh, looking very angry. <laughs> they're technically made of inorganic material, right? Yes. So they, did they make their roll at disadvantage? They didn't, but they all failed. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so there is what looks to be... The um, four, four methods pop out. Um... Two seeming to be smoke, one magma, and one that you haven't seen before that seems to be made out of steam. Ooh. Okay. Which the steam one for you guys to know there is the owl. Okay. As I don't have methods. Okie doke. Um, so very good turn, Julie. Um, anything else for you? Nope, oh, just gonna continue trying to get to that tent. <laughs> okay, um, Kel, you're up. Okay, so did I make it to the tent before we rolled? Yes, you did. You're right outside the back of it. Perfect. Um, hearing the commotion happening on the other side of the tent, I'm just gonna stick my head under the tent and kind of just like see what I can see. <laughs> okay. Um, so going, like looking in there, there is now a man standing, looking towards the commotion, holding the woman with the knife at her throat, looking towards the um, entrance. Wait, so he's pacing away from me. Yes, currently, because of all the commotion that's happening outside the tent. Okay, so... I would like to then use my movement to fully get into the tent and stand up as quietly as possible. Um, and... Actually, give me a stealth check going in there. Okay. God, all my dice are rolling poorly. Let's see here. Let's try you. Aha! You are a good die. We're gonna use you. Um, <laughs> That's gonna be a 27 stealth. Okay. <laughs> um, you come in there, um, and actually you notice that it's a short sword at her throat. Okay. Um, but he doesn't seem to notice you at all. Okay. Um, so it's a short sword at her throat. I would like to try to hit him with okay. one of my psychic blades. Um, can I see his hand or like arm? Like, would I be able to hit or throw at his arm that is holding the sword, like in an attempt to get him to drop it? Um, from like the yes, yes, you can. Um, I would add three to his AC for that because you're doing 
a targeted shot. Okay. Because it's a smaller target. Okay. But he doesn't see you, so you have advantage. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna try that then. Okay. With my psychic blade. Okay. Um. So you, uh, let's see here. Get that advantage. That's gonna be a 21 to hit. That hits. Go ahead and roll damage on that. Awesome. With your uh, sneak attack damage. I was just gonna ask if I get sneak attack. <laughs> of course you do. Because <laughs> you are sneaky. Unlike some of the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be sneaky, I just need to be the distraction. Oh, that's gonna be... if I add a modifier to my psychic blades or not. You probably do. Yes, I do. Um, so, uh, 21 damage. Woohoo! 21 uh, damage. Six of which is psychic. <laughs> so, it cuts into him hard. He goes, oh, and starts, like, falling down. And then you see her hands come up like as soon as the sword is away from her throat grab them by the head even though her hands are bound and she flips him over her and she goes um she stomps him on the throat like finishing Ooh. him nice. he goes, you son of a bitch Damn. and then she she turns and looks at you and goes oh, thank you for the assistance do you think you could cut me free um so I would go up to her and I um, say, you wouldn't happen to be Princess Aldia Clother from Tidespire, would you? I would be. Um, did you think you were looking for a damsel in distress? Not at all. I'm gonna cut her free. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Just um, that we are found the right princess. <laughs> um, so I will put her on the map there um she would quickly um pick up the sword that he had there um and go is it your friends distracting outside indeed it is okay are you ready for a fight i am always ready for a fight <laughs> um so i am actually gonna put her initiative just under yours now that makes more sense um, yeah, I don't do damsels in distress, people. <laughs> this isn't Mario. <laughs> uh, she just needed a little bit of assistance. Um, so let me pull up her stats. I mean, like, we do still have a turtle here, so it's kind of Mario. <laughs> turtle isn't evil. <laughs> Turtles are just like, you do not speak that man's name in our presence. 
Okay. So she picks up the sword, so that's going to be her bonus action um, for the turn. She is then going to go running out of the tent, forward out of the tent there. Elvia, much to everybody's surprise, I'm running out of the tent um, in her fancy dress uh, everything um kind of dirty at the moment from being trekked through the woods um holding a sword and comes running out at this cultist right here she is going to swing in at him that is a 23 to hit so that definitely hits six remember when uh, you guys decided to make the DM fight himself in my game. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge. So that was just enough. So she comes running out of the tent and just swings the sword, just decapitating this cultist. <laughs> Damn. Right there. Um, and just kind of like looks at everybody. Um, she looks at the, the farthest one, the one that Pal is fighting, and she just kind of smiles and spits in his direction. Um, that is her turn. Um, so now it's going to be bad guys go. Bad guys? Bad guys? <laughs> so a cultist is going to start coming out of this tent. It took half of his movement to stand up because he was sleeping. Um, and he only gets to about here. He's like, what's happening? And he goes, oh no, <laughs> that's his <laughs> turn. Um, the one in front of you, Al, is gonna look at you and say, will you hold still? And he is going to cast, I need you. I, I would much rather he just try to hit me because I have great armor and not, not so great on the saving throws, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have gave you bless instead. <laughs> okay. Um, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh. I, I am super wise, though. <laughs> I'm actually not kidding. <laughs> I guess that makes sense because you're a paladin. Uh, no, it doesn't really. <laughs> thir 13, though. 13 is exactly what you needed. Oh, yeah. Um, so you feel your body start to like close up um, as he tried to cast Hold Person on you. Um, but you break through it and you just kind of like, you kind of like stretch and flex your muscles and kind of like look at him and he just kind of glares. Um, I, I'm just going to crack my neck and say, you ain't going to hold this person, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Um, then, seeing you guys kind of run up here, a magma method is going to kind of come right here and do a fire breath at Sonora and Thule, looks like. So I need you both to make a DC 11 dexterity saving throw. Twenty-three. <clears throat> oh, 14. Nice. 14. 
Okay, so you both stayed, so you both take half damage, so you each take three fire damage. Use fire at you. These suckers Rude. didn't know what they were dealing with. I, I don't know about you guys, but I think we're behaving like an elite strike force here. <laughs> yep. Good job. <laughs> sure. Um, so the steam one is going to attack Aldia um, with its claws. Okay. So he swings and slashes at her, and you see him kind of like cut into her dress, Ooh. revealing a chainmail corset. Nice. Doesn't do any damage to her. Then the smoke one. One of the smoke ones is going to attack her as well because it's right next to her. Um, that one does manage to hit though. Scratches her across the face. Ew. Rude. Dealing four damage to her. See the cut go and she just kind of looks back. Wipes some blood off her face and smiles. Okay. And then the last smoke method there. Um, is gonna come right here and do a cinder breath at Tuli and Sonora. So I need you to make, you both to make DC 10 dexterity saving throws. 11. 11? 17. Okay. So you both close your eyes just in time so you're not blinded by it. And then two, what looked like two mounds of dirt pop up as two mud methods appear. One would be there and one would be about right there. Um, this one is going to use its mud breath as it belches viscous mud onto one creature. So it moves up right here and pukes mud at Pal. I need you to make a DC 11 dexterity saving throw. Stop it with the saving throws, man. Just hit my armor. <laughs> my armor's so good. You're just not even dealing with it. All right, come on, man. <laughs> I feel oppressed. That's what you get for my paladin in your game. <laughs> uh, I got a nine, so you succeed. Okay, so you were restrained for one minute, but you can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns. Cool. Okay, and then the other one. That's cool, I'm, I'm not salty or anything. So not wait, Madison, uh, yes. that mud, is it like he spit it out and it's not no longer attached or is he like holding him with mud? So he spit it and then the mud like caked around him and instantly hardened. Um, Got it, okay. 20. Um, that one is coming towards you, but they're actually pretty slow. So it's not quite close enough to do anything to you at Roar. Um, so that is it for there goes, and then Ettenvor, you're up. And Sonora, you're on deck. With my zero <laughs> initiative. Yep. <laughs> um, it's impressive, really. Yeah, uh, what can I say? It it's just my dice. That's just how they work. <laughs> initiative comes up, and then I screw everything up. Um, 
This is just a normal looking cultist running at me? Uh, no, it's a mud method. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, also, how does, like, glancing around the camp, how does everybody else look, like, medically? Everybody looks pretty good. Um, this surprise seemed to work pretty well, actually. Of course it did. We came up with it. The what did? Your plan. Surprise. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised. Look at a D&D plan working. <laughs> I, I told you. So that. I'm going to approach. I'm going to approach the mud method. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll take. Yep, exactly. And uh, I'm going to use my ability as a war priest, where I can do an attack as an action and an attack as a bonus action. Nice. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and do my two attacks. My first one, I rolled a 10 plus something. Uh, 16. 16 hits. Okay, second one is 17. Okay, both hit, roll damage. Bam, that's how you okay. do it. Oh, but I have disadvantage, huh? Yep. Oh, my beautiful nat 20. <laughs> oh, no. Roll oh. another one. Right? I mean, it's still a hit. It's it's still a uh, 20 to hit. Yeah, it's not it's a natural a 20. more disappointing. I know. I'm so. I, I'm very sad now. Uh, so that will be. Double check. Uh, nine slashing and uh, two radiant. Nine slashing, two radiant. Um, okay, you cut that cultist fanatic in half. Actually, what is your weapon? Uh, it's an axe. It's a battle axe. It's an axe. Yep. So you just pop him through. Yeah. Uh, killing him. Just like a pinata. Different damage type for a pinata. Right? <laughs> yeah, bludgeoning usually. Bludgeoning. Get your damage types right for pinatas, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't. You don't know what kind of stuff. Uh, family would use for pinatas pinatas <laughs> as a creature type have vulnerability to bludgeoning, <laughs> bludgeoning damage. i mean i have a battle axe right here it would ju work just as well <laughs> I, they're selling saying, pinatas over at the store we can test that out i'm just saying you guys don't know my life like uh, i could have been using <laughs> on pinatas yep okay um <laughs> So go ahead and roll your save again at the end of your turn there. Uh, what do I need? Is a, it that save again or? Yep. That's a disadvantage. Yep. Nope, I rolled a two, so that would be a one. Okie doke. So you are still currently restrained, so I will keep that little token on you there. Um, and then not it for you. So Thule, you're up and Kel is on deck. Um, I'm going to call out to the rest of the cultists that are still standing amongst their beaten and ripped in half uh, friends. 
you can you can surrender anytime you want, and then I'm gonna cast Eldritch Blast on the little flamey boy. Okie doke. Disadvantage. Uh yes. Err Yes, yes. Because the area is obscured. Cool. Well that's a natural one. Okay. Um so, Okay, so with that, I would actually say um, oh, no. <laughs> it hits the log right in front of there, um, just exploding the log, making oh, it splinter. even more obscured at the moment. I didn't know we were using fumble tables. <laughs> no, it doesn't really add much. I just wanted it to fail worse. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, and now give you. me a intimidation check for your little call at disadvantage because you missed. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, sad about that natural 20, but uh, a 14. 14? All of my dice are going to jail. <laughs> Seems to be the theme of tonight. <laughs> Seems to be the theme of my life. <laughs> okay, so um, this guy over here just goes, um, I don't need this shit, and just, just turns to start running. <laughs> um, Good uh, choice, bro. Um, I would say this smoke method right there goes, I'm sorry, <laughs> it just kind of like turns to you. Um, but the rest of them seem like they're gonna continue to fight. And is that it for your turn? Uh, yeah. Um, Kale, you're up. Okay. Um, that, that one cultist who decided to start running, I can't really see is he the only cultist left is everything else in methods correct okay um he's the one that was sleeping <laughs> about how far is he from me if i were to go just like to the entrance of the tent and i'm looking out at the whole scene in front of me oh yeah um because you were in the tent so if you went yeah. so He's 40 feet away from you. Okay. Um, I would like to hop up into the air Okay. and fly at him to try to tackle him to the ground. Hey, what's your fly speed? Uh, 50. Oh, nice. <laughs> Hence why I'm flying. <laughs> okay, give me a... a strength or dexterity check, and then he's going to roll against you. That's... What? Stop rolling against the other dice. <laughs> Um, just a straight dexterity? Yep. Uh, 
that'll be 17. Yep, uh, definitely beats it. You just slam him into the ground and you just kind of stand on top of him. Yeah, I would just like to hold him hostage. Okay, you kind of just dig in your talons a little bit, not enough to do damage, but just like intimidating him and keeping him there. Yep, I don't say anything, just glare at him. Perfect. <laughs> is that it for you? Uh, that is going to be it for me. Okay, so now it's going to be Aldia's turn. Okay, she's going to use her bonus action to use her fighting spirit ability. And she's going to give herself advantage on a weapon attack roll. Um, she's going to attack that steam method there. It's just enough to hit. She rolled kind of low there. So, um, but still hits. Go, princess. Punk that steam. And she does just enough damage to kill it, too. Yeah. Um, just slices through the steam as it just like bursts outward. So her and the smoke method have to make a dex save. She gets a net 20 on that and the method also saves. So they take, well, they both don't take any fire damage. They just avoid it. Um, and... Why not? She's going to use her action surge and attack the other, the smoke method right next to her. She still has advantage. Um, she hits it as well. Um, not quite killing that one, but injuring it. That is it for her. Go. Um, bad guys go. The cultist under Kel is just going to go. I give up. I surrender. Surrender. Um, then, and the smoke method is going to try to leave. Um, just flying upward. Um, you know, Aldi is not okay with that. So she is going to take an attack of opportunity against it. And she kills it. So smoke surrounds her as that dies. Yeah. This magma one here is gonna go up to Sonora, making a claw attack. I assume a 10 doesn't hit you, Sonora? That's correct. Okay. It just kind of like goes at you as it swings in. Um, the mud method behind Pal there is going to attack him with advantage since he is restrained. Bring it on. He's going to try to punch you in the face as his fist hardens in like Sandman's from Spider-Man. Um, and he swings at you, but um, does a 12 hit you, Pal? Not even close. Okay, that's probably better than his other role that was a net one. Um, and then the other mud one there is going to do its mud breath 
at Roar. So you need to make a DC 11 deck save. Come on. I don't screw me now. Yeah, 15. Okay, yeah. That, you definitely save. So you get out of the way of the mud as this mud pile just splashes next to you. Ah. <laughs> Uh, uh, and now it and Roar, it's your turn. All right. Um, after him trying to puke on me, I am going to cast Word of Radiance. Each creature within range five, five feet, right? Yeah. Okay. Constitution saving throw or take 1d6 radiant. Okay. That's a net one. I'm rolling a lot of those. <laughs> that was actually with the game dice on. I'm going to die. Good. Good. I rolled a six. Six radiant damage on that one. Yes, Ed. Let the natural ones flow through you. <laughs> it's just hanging out around me too much, is what it is. Yeah. Same thing. Pull up my shield and snarl. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Snorri, you're yes, up. Yes, it's my turn. Perfect. If a Jason right. to you gives him natural ones, I'm going to need you to just snuggle with him every night before game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and stomp the magma thing. Okay. Do I still have a disadvantage because of the smoke? Yes, you do. Okay. How rough does he look right now? That one's not very rough. All right. So that would be a 10 to hit. 10 total? Yep. <laughs> Just misses. Okay. Going to make your second attack? Yep. Get it? Nope. Oh. That would be <laughs> a nine. Okay. <laughs> um, if that's it for you, unless you have anything else you want to do, use any key points or anything. No, not on this little guy. Uh, pal, you're up. All right. I am going to use my divine smite, and I'm going to attempt to smash the the mud monster holding me down. Okay. 16 regular damage and two radiant. Oh, I, sorry. Uh, seven slashing and nine, 10, 11 radiant. Okay. So you. Well, that's. You said not 20, right? No, I rolled a not 20, but I'm at disadvantage. So I rolled an 18. And a 20. Oh. That's, that's where he was mad at me. Um, so you, even though you're like restrained, you like turn to the side and slash out and you just cut its head off and it just. Explodes. Let's see what the mud ones do. I'm not gonna make you make the save because you're already restrained. Yeah. Um, and then, but it's the end of your turn, so I'll make your save. Yes, sir. Ah, I got it. This God, dude, I rolled another natural twenty and a seventeen. Wow. I think all of your luck. It's all coming to me. Yep. So I break free. Perfect. Okay, you're no longer restrained. Smash his head off, break free, and be like, not cool, bro, not cool. Okay, uh, Tuli, you're up. I'd like to get away from the smoke, just to a point where I can see things again. Like there? Can I see in anybody I can hit? Say it's a little easier to see that um, fire method, and you can definitely see the mud method in front of Etten. Edinburgh. All right, fuck that muddy boy. Okay. With Eldritch Blades. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> um, that's a 
an 11 to hit. That's exactly what you needed. Yes. Uh, but it's only two damage. Two damage. Okay. Rolling real good over here at the okay. nerd house. Woohoo! Anything else for you? That's all. Okay. Kel, you're up. I am maintaining my position and holding this dude down. Okay. Uh, can I, like, draw a dagger just to be <laughs> extra intimidating? Yes, you can. He's like, I'm just following orders. Um, okay. So, Aldia's go in the uh, smoke here. Uh, she's going to come up to that one. She's going to use another of her fighting spirit to give herself advantage, so it cancels out disadvantage. She's just gonna attack the fire method there. Um, and she hits, cuts through, almost killing this thing. Um, you just see a, you just see like fire splurt out, um, but you can't quite see her. She's still in the smoke. Now it is there go. Honestly, this point, Methods aren't the bravest of things, and everything just died. So they're both going to try to leave. Sonora and Aldia will get attacks of opportunity against the fire one, and Etten will get an attack against the mud one. Is it still disadvantage? Ah, yes. Nat 20. Nice. Hey, roll damage. Ah. <clears throat> what did yeah, you get, Sonora? Get 10. <laughs> just misses. Just can't hit. <laughs> 14 points of damage to it. Okay. Um, so as it tries to flee, so your hammer just comes down over top of it and just smashes it into the dirt. Um, go ahead and give me a save. A DC okay. 11 dex save. You and your dex saves. They're methods. It's their thing. I rolled a zero. <laughs> okay, so you're restrained in mud. Like, mud just cakes here and you're just, ah! Um, <laughs> and then the magma one explodes. So Sonora and Aldea are going to need to make Dex 11, DC 11 saves. I'm not going to make you do it at disadvantage, though. 14. Okay. Um, you save, so you take half damage. So you take three damage and so did she um so you have successfully won the fight and aldea walks out of the smoke this cloud of smoke comes becomes riding out drops the sword to her side kind of brushes off her breast looks at all of you and says i am princess aldea and i thank you all for your assistance All right, everybody, thank you for joining us here on Into the Elements. If you'd like to reach out to us on social media, you can find The Nerdy Niche at Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search The Nerdy Niche. Let us know if you liked the episode, and uh, remember, keep it nerdy out there.